You're listening to Her, an ongoing conversation for women by women, exploring all things heal, empower, and rise, giving voice to the feminine. This is a podcast where women support women through thought-provoking, authentic, and raw conversations. We provide an uncensored platform for our guests with diverse viewpoints that are not necessarily consistent with the perspectives of your hosts. I'm Elika. I'm Alegria, and we're here to guide this adventure with you. Your voice matters. Let your voices be heard. Today's episode, Elika and Alegria express the importance of exercising the right and privilege to vote. We are in the countdown to 2020's presidential election week, and the Her podcast co-hosts emphasize that voting is crucial for getting your voice heard. Okay, <laughs> hi Elika. Hi, hi Alegria. How's it going? It's great. I'm in Florida. You're in California. I'm over here where um, I think there's, I only saw one Biden sign, like in the corner of the street (laughs) from my parents' house. And I was like, dad, do you know those neighbors? I want to be friends with them. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny how every people. Yeah, it's funny how every state has its its thing, except California, right? California is kind of massive, and so it depends where in California you are um, would determine, you know, if you're going to be seeing more red or more blue. (laughs) Right, right, exactly. um, It's pretty, yeah, California's definitely a liberal state, but, um, but it's pretty split here. So it's interesting. Well, I'm excited to talk with you about voting today because we have this civic responsibility that um, is an opportunity for us to to engage in. And, you know, a lot of folks opt out or are not allowed to vote. And it's it's just such a significant privilege. I thought that it would be a worthwhile conversation to kind of talk about, you know, where we are with exercising our right to vote and how important it is and um, hopefully inspire everyone with this podcast to engage their civic responsibility and seize their opportunity to make their voices heard, which is what our podcast is about. So, (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I agree 100%. It's not to sway one way or the other, but really to just remind people get out there and vote. It's your right to vote. So, and it's the foundation of our democracy, you know, to be able to vote here in America. And I remember, you know, I had to like really think about it. When was it the first time that I voted or was even like remotely interested in politics (laughs) and being a young, young mom at the age of 18 Um, that was not on my mind, you know, and here I am as a woman and we all know that women suffered for our right to vote as women. And 
I was 18 and that was the, like the furthest from my mind. And I should have voted back then, but uh, I didn't know any better. I was a young, young girl. And uh, I remember the first time I voted was on November 4th, 2008. And I voted for Obama. But up until then, I was a Republican and I'm doing the air quotes right now uh, <laughs> because you can't see me. But that was like the furthest from what I was. You know, I started to learn about myself and my beliefs and what resonated with me and, you know, those tough, tough topics, um, you know, um, like abortion and racism and, you know, where did I stand in the spectrum of all that and what, what did I believe strongly about? So it was a process of getting to know myself uh, and then I just came to the conclusion, I am a free spirit. I'm more liberal. You know, I love that our country has so much diversity and I embrace all of it. So here I am as a, you know, I'm going to say it, a Democrat, <laughs> but I have a lot of family that's, you know, Republican and I also respect that. And I'm right now in Florida, so um, in this area, just like we touched on a little while ago, um, in this particular area that I'm in, uh, there's, you know, I saw one sign for Biden and Harris, and I was like, oh my God, those are my peeps. I want to say hi to those neighbors, you know, at the end of the street. Um, but everybody here is great. Just because you're one way or the other doesn't mean, you know, you have to not get along. I mean, um, my parents have a, a Trump sign on their lawn and uh, it's fine. We're just talking about our right to vote and how well, important it is, whether it's I'm one super, side or the other. I'm super excited um, just about the young voters. And it is such a coming of age when you're 18 and exploring, like you said, who you are in the world separately from how you've been raised and um, how, however you've been raised informs where you stand politically and then how and when any shifts begin in that time frame as you learn, well, wait a minute, you're kind of waking up to the world in a way that when we're kids, we're, all, we're quite sheltered and our exposure to the rest of the world and opinions is um, quite limited based on what our family creates for our social, emotional networks, you know? And when we're coming of age, we get to start exploring the world on our own terms with our own feelings, beliefs, desires, aspirations, and it's super exciting. And I, I think it's such an awesome time that first election when you're 18 and you're given this privilege to express your voice in the world in our nation um, which is one of the things that by and large sets america apart from a lot of other places in the world we really you know, voting is what that is, you know, that we the people get to elect our representatives and our politicians and that we also get to speak our minds about how our country, our, you know, our state, our county, our city operate. 
you know, and how it's governed. And I think specifically uh, the local propositions and, and measures have the most impact. And that's where we really see the heaviest impact of our voting. And, um, and I know that many of us can feel like our votes don't really matter as it gets further out, you know, as it gets to be more about national things like who our president and vice president are going to be that can feel like we have less power there with our vote. Um, but I feel like early on in my voting days where I may have felt that way, I was really put on the spot by a friend from Brazil um, that was here during an election. And, you know, I came home from, from college and he was like, hey, and he was like, did you vote? And I was like, no, I didn't. I didn't really vote today. It, just, it doesn't feel like my vote matters. And he, with so much fervor and passion, was like, you need to go vote. Let's go right now. Like, we don't, we don't get that opportunity where I come from. He had such a significant impact on the way I view my right to vote that now I want to get on a soapbox and really let everyone know how important it is to take that time and vote. Yeah, I am 100% in agreement with that because, um, okay, so I'm gonna kind of like backtrack a little bit. So then I talked about how I first voted, right? Like the year I first voted for Obama and then um, in two, and then I voted again, second, his second term, that was 2012. And then 2016, um, you know, I was, I was like all about women, you know, like this is Hillary Clinton. This is her year. She's gotta be the president. And, and so I was on my soapbox, you know, talk about being on your soapbox. <laughs> like we need a woman president. And so here I was, it was like everyday conversation in the house, you know? So going back to what you were talking about when, your household really influences and, you know, the pressures of, I, I was pressuring my kids, you know, without realizing it, I was kind of, because of how much I was talking about it and women, you know, it's time for a woman, time for a woman. And I remember I literally put, said, get in the car, we're going to vote to my kids. And I'm like, you're going in there. That's the first time they voted. They told me they vote for Hillary, they voted for Hillary, but who knows? My daughter still tells me to this day, I didn't really get to decide, you know, it was you, you just kept talking about her and kept wanting me to vote for her. So I, you know, I kind of regret that in a way, but again, I was on my soapbox and I was passionate, just like your friend, like you are, you're, you're passionate about it. You know, a lot of people are passionate about it, so they can't help but express what they're passionate about. But right now I'm just all about the right to vote. And I was just like, you know, my daughter, Angelica, Angelica, sorry. All I care about is you, your right to vote. You know, I just, I just want you to vote, whether it's one side or the other, like you just, I said, it's so important for us to vote, everyone in America, you know, not, don't drag your feet, get out there and vote. And because of the pandemic, you know, most of us are voting one, you know, a certain way or another way. I voted 
you know, by mail-in ballot. My daughter voted absentee because she, she was in transition moving to Florida. And my husband works that day, so he, he voted mail-in ballot. But my son did not. So we're going back to Pennsylvania <laughs> on election day so he can't go vote in person. You know, everybody votes their own way, uh, whether it's in person or, you know, mail-in ballot, absentee ballot. But as long as you vote, every vote matters. But then, you know, we watch this Netflix thing again, right? Like it's the, the whose vote counts explained. I don't know. By the end of that, I thought it was just like one episode there's like three episodes and it really tried to break down the process and the system and how it works but at the end i was more confused than ever (laughs) (laughs) the takeaway again for me was just the the impact and how significant it is that we take the time to vote and and that said you know the Netflix show really broke down all of the ways that obstacles have been placed to prevent people from voting, which for me is just fuel to the fire, right? Like if there is so much input into discouraging voters to vote and to create a sense of apathy, you know, then you must ask yourself who, who gains by facilitating that feeling among voters, you know, like, why is there so much effort placed in discouraging people to feel empowered? And that for me is just like more incentive. And, and I would hope that it is more incentive for folks to get out there. I did just see some movement that's happening right now in regards to voting, it's videos of people dancing as they're in line at the polls to, and the, the whole emphasis is to discourage voter intimidation and to really create that sense of joy and empowerment for people to get out there, stand in the line if you gotta stand in the line, um, pack your snacks, pack your water, you know, bring a chair, whatever you've gotta do to get out there keep yourself hydrated and fed and nourished while you take your turn to vote. I do have to say I'm really grateful in California. They made it the easiest it's ever been. We've all received ballots by mail. I always receive mine by mail because I'm registered absentee, you know, ballot, but this year everybody in California got their ballot by mail if they were registered in time and it just makes it so easy and then that said we've seen a lot around what's going on with the post office and there's been a lot of politics around that so I've got so many ways I'm supporting our local you know our national postal service by I've taken up letter writing again So I'm supporting them. They're good. So I hand delivered my ballot yesterday to the county elections office. And it just felt so good to know that my vote made it to where it's supposed to go. (laughs) I hand delivered it and I did the thing. And I did the thing on my time. I didn't have to go stand in line. I didn't have to wait. I didn't have to stand at a pole with other people next to me in little boxes and um, I did it in my bedroom, marked all the things as I was researching all the propositions and cast my 
vote and then hand delivered it. It was super easy and exciting. <laughs> yeah, I, abs I absolutely love that we have a choice on whether to go in person or to mail it in. So in Pennsylvania, I mean, it's wonderful. You know, and I trust the post office. I mean, I'm biased. My husband works for the post office. So I'm just like, yes, post office. I um, love our post office. <laughs> <laughs> I love them very much. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I think that it's actually contrary. Like you now have a choice. So you have options. So if you don't vote, you have no excuse. Uh, before it was like, yeah, we have to go there in person. Some people are working, they're too tired or whatever. They come home from work, they're tired, like, oh, I'm not going to vote. What does it matter anyway? I don't know too much. I don't understand this as much as maybe, maybe you can explain it to me if you understand it better. But when we got to that third episode and we were listening to how the electoral votes work, I got like, it was like, phew, like just went over my head. I'm just like, oh. you know, popular vote versus the electoral vote. How does that work? And is it really fair? I don't know. Oh, it's archaic. In my mind, it's time to, you know, the electoral college is so outdated. And I feel like that's one of the institutionalized mechanisms that discourages people from feeling like their vote actually really matters. And why? Because on a level, there is some truth to that, right? Because an electorate does not need to vote the way their community voted, you know? And I, I do see it as a hindrance to our system. And I would love to see the electoral college completely abolished and really let the popular vote be the vote. And it's meant, you know, they frame it that it's meant to be kind of a, a sense of efficiency. And when I look at how every state has different laws regarding the votes and how they're counted, for example, California has a 17-day 17, 17 window where votes can be counted post-election. Um, other states are, the votes are counted election day, period. There is no grace to follow that. I do feel like electoral college needs to go. It's outdated, it doesn't really serve us, and I, I'd love to see the popular vote be the vote. Right, I mean, I don't feel like every vote is created equal in this sense. You know, if we're, I feel the same way you do. It is a hindrance and it makes you feel that your vote probably is not a vote that really matters in the end. It's tough for me to kind of swallow that one. Well, but our vote does matter. You know, it matters because one, it, it tells the electorate where we stand with our votes. Also, it's not just about voting for our highest ranking politicians. That's not the only thing on the ballot, you know, and that's where I really feel like voting is essential and a civic duty. You know, we as citizens of the United States of America really need to embrace that we have a privilege and it's a right. And it's a right that many, many people in the rest of the world do not have 
in their homeland. It's also a right that many, many, many people fought so hard for and continue to fight so hard for. I mean, we're women, right? So <laughs> we didn't even have voting rights initially. I really value all the women that went before us to ensure that our voice matters. You know, here we are hosting this podcast for women, by women, to yeah. empower our voices so that we can be heard. Well, voting is one of the platforms that we, in my mind, are obligated to share our voice. No matter where you stand, no matter what side of the fence you're on, you know, if you're red, if you're blue, if you're somewhere in between, if you're green, I, I don't care, but let your voice be heard. Now more than ever, our voice <laughs> and our vote matters, right? <laughs> if you enjoyed today's conversation, make sure you share our podcast with other women in your circle. And remember, your voice is your superpower.